Hello, and welcome to episode three of the St. Gabriel's Logos podcast. I am your host, Eddie, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. How you doing, Adam? I'm tired, but I'm doing uh, I'm doing good. We are recording rather late at night tonight, but yeah. uh, that is so that we can quickly turn around and get this episode out to you by Sunday. So, Adam, uh, in the church, we tend to come under fire for a lot of our teachings. Uh, have you noticed that? Yeah, I've... Uh, I've Notice that quite a lot, especially where I work, we get people angry calling in all the time and uh, yelling at us for something that we've been doing for 2,000 years and they used to do before the Reformation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure working at an apologetics apostolate, that would, uh, you, you guys are just kind of a magnet for p- some people's anger. Yeah, and a lot of times, uh, especially with when the atheists try and take apart stuff we say, it's more, less of debating and more of just trying to make amusing uh, comments. So we find them funny too, but you know, they're not really proving anything. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And actually that leads me perfectly into uh what I kind of wanted to talk about. Have you seen uh this talk by Dan Savage out here on the uh on the internet? It's been floating around for the last couple of days on Facebook. No, I haven't. Dan Savage is uh, a homosexual rights advocate uh and uh, earlier this week, uh he had an opportunity to speak at a conference for high school journalists. Um and what could have been a very informative talk uh, turned into Catholic bashing very quickly. Um, and as he was going on, many of the Christian students that were there stood up and walked out. Uh, after they left, he called all the people who left pansy uh, And there's actually a video which we will we'll link to, um, which is, is his whole talk and, and the points, so that you can hear the points that he made. But uh, it really just amounted to Catholic bashing, and he didn't... Uh, put forth an argument is this the kind of thing that you run into with catholic answers yeah from what i've uh, heard especially on the show catholic answers live uh three to five p.m uh pacific time shameless plug oh always got to represent my company but yeah uh especially uh with the homosexual community uh they what, what most of the way they will try and attack is say that we're being intolerant when uh basically they're saying uh by us not uh, agreeing with anything they say, we are being intolerant. And a lot of the uh, ways that they try and bash us, uh, it doesn't make sense. So arguing with them, uh, we will put forth a point, and they will go completely around it and say something that they've heard and act like it's completely fact and, you know, every everybody does this, you know? Yeah. Like if some... Uh, if there was some incident somewhere, they will claim that it happens everywhere. Right. Uh-huh. Right, for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of generalizations and a lot of just kind of hateful talk. Um, well, actually, um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you may have seen it and you may not have seen any type of Catholic response to it. And you may think he has a couple of uh, pretty good points. Well, what I wanted to uh, just kind of share with you guys is that um, there is a, a phenomenal... Um, response out there, and it's written by Bob Rice. Um, I think I saw the link for this, but I just haven't gotten. But I, I imagine it would. It would. Is is he uh, is he speaking in the response? Uh, no, this is actually oh, a written essay. He needs to speak that. <laughs> for those for those of you who don't know, who've never heard Bob Rice uh, speak or especially sing, uh, he has a unique voice. Uh, some might call it uh, a little bit nasally. Eddie, I think I think what you mean is his nose has a unique voice. It's very. <laughs> it's, 
It's a very good voice. Well, be that as it may, Bob Rice is a brilliant man, and he's a uh, professor of theology at Franciscan University. And his response is, uh, uh, it's both loving and truthful. It's really a, a phenomenal response. Just talking about um, the reaction and the, the attitude that that Catholics should have uh, toward people like this and toward people who have these beliefs in it and it can attack the Catholic Church. What people don't understand is that the Catholic Church's uh, view on on homosexuality is not one of hate. It's not one of hate at all. It's one of uh, of love. We're called to love these people. But uh, I would also mention that um, since we've been talking a lot about Catholic Answers, uh, we recently put out two uh, new booklets. Uh, One of them is called uh, Straight Talk About Abortion, uh, and it's kind of like the kind of similar covers uh, put out at the same time is uh, why homosexual unions aren't marriages. And uh, like all Catholic Answers products, it's just filled with all the little information that you need. And it's at a really you know mm-hmm. cheap price, especially uh, it, at this time. So we're trying to make that more information more and more available. Right, to for sure. And those resources are, are very good. They're, they're easy to read, easy to understand. Um, a couple of the things that, that Dan Savage brings up and Bob Rice addresses. One of the things, one of the big things is that um, some of the Bible's beliefs are outdated. Uh, and, and that can be true. Uh, some of the stuff in the Old Testament uh, can be outdated. For instance, the, the Old Testament uh, condoned slavery. The slavery that the Old Testament condoned uh, was not the slavery that we think of here in America. It was not taking people from their home country, uh, selling them, and having them treated like dirt and treated like less than human. Um, the slavery that the Bible talks about was really more of an indentured servitude. Um, you could not be sold against your will. Uh, you had to be uh, you had to be enslaved by your own will, which it sounds like a contradiction in terms, but uh, it's it was really being hired to do whatever that person told you to do. And it couldn't last for more than a period of six years unless uh, the indentured servant uh, petitioned to be a lifelong servant. And that couldn't be granted by the master. It could only be granted by an elder of the community. So it's, it's really a very different situation. And also, as we talked about in a previous podcast, uh, podcast, God really, uh, shows the progression of his will for his people. I mean, if you go back to Leviticus, I just moved a bowl. Uh, if you go back to Leviticus, it's always talking about like how, how to sacrifice, you know, your goats and stuff and how it is an odor pleasing to the Lord and, uh, all that. But you don't, you know, that stopped a long time ago. Uh, when we, uh, we don't need to give sacrifice by live animals, but just mm-hmm. some actions and, you know, uh, you know what we do. Right. For sure. By the way, I think that would be a phenomenal album title, how to sacrifice your goats. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then uh, uh, a perfume, a uh, Sascolo line that says an odor that is pleasing to the Lord. I like it. I think so too. I like we it. Come Perfect. It. <laughs> We're gonna start the product line. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, I would encourage you to go out and to to watch the video by Dan Savage because he brings up a lot of argu- arguments that are common um, among advocates of of homosexual rights. Um, and then to read the response by Bob Rice, because uh, it really is written uh, in a very loving way, but also in, in, a, in a place coming from a position of, of the truth of the Catholic Church. Uh, I just want to uh, touch on something real quick. You, you mentioned rights, and I, I mentioned uh, the... Uh, Bob Rice. Uh, and you mentioned the uh, 
No, I, I mentioned uh, you mentioned rights, and I mentioned abortion book. Uh, but I uh, I just remembered uh, when I was at the HHS uh, the anti HHS mandate rally in San Diego, which our bishop attended. Uh, uh, one of the pastors by said something that it's just stuck in my memory. He said, uh, "Abortion is a right," which I thought was like, I, I'm just thinking of like, just you know, let it go. Don't go off on him. You know, you're going to be the person on the news that they just. Yeah. But like, you know, show me where in any bill or constitution it's a right. Um, I, I it just, and also um, another thing has occurred to me: uh, if you are uh, in an accident, a car accident, mm-hmm. and you hit a pregnant person that is and kill uh, both the the baby and. Uh, the mother, you get charged with double homicide. Uh, but now, they're trying to make it legal in some states that you don't have to be a doctor to uh, to give an abortion. Hmm. I mean, I just don't see how that works legally. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a double standard. That uh, that's an odd, just kind of an odd thing if you sit down and think about it. Well, no, society says we're being intolerant. Yeah. Well. Huh. Uh, it does say in the Bible that we should not be surprised when the persecution comes. We as Christians are, are called to live with, uh, with persecutions, and we definitely don't have to live uh, with persecution as bad as some of the early Christians did, but it seems to get worse by the year uh, here in America, so perhaps it's a time to prepare for more trials. I think just we need to get rid of the whole being content with what's happening, you know? For sure. You know, uh, instead of this attitude of, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, that's not that's not true. Mm-hmm. The more we show that we are concerned and the more that we're going to do something about it, the more the people who are in charge of being able to do something about it will have to listen to us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we are going to we're going to go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back from the break, we'll have uh, more Talk. I'm really not even sure what we're going to talk about after the break, but we will come up with something between now and whatever. The next whatever segment. gets me ranting, right? That's right. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Adam's going to start us off with his segment and go. Oh, on the spot. All right. Well, I uh, um, I know that uh, the draft started, the football draft started uh, last Thursday, but I didn't get the chance to uh, to see it or hear much about it. I know we got the 18th overall pick, uh, but uh, that's all oh, I've I've heard. So I know, Eddie, you're a great source of football information. So what can you tell me about well, that? Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I do try and follow the sport a little bit. Uh, we picked up Melvin Ingram, who um, actually, it's it's kind of funny. He He's listed as an outside linebacker, but the, the guy plays all over the place. He's played some defensive end, defensive tackle. 
Uh, he played a personal protector on the punt team. He actually punted the ball a few times in college, uh, has done some kickoff returning, uh, which is a little strange for a big guy like him, but uh, uh, could just be uh, an all-around good player for the Chargers. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Um, but actually, the highlight of the draft for me was uh, uh, an old family friend of ours was uh, was actually drafted uh, this year, was going to the Colts. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, his name's Tim Fuger, and uh, uh, he was picked up in the seventh round, so there's no guarantee that he'll make the team. But, uh, you know, still, it's one of those things he'll be able to tell his kids. He was drafted into the NFL. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, that's something like, hey, I was drafted. Yeah, for sure. You know. For sure. Unlike his, you know, great-grandfather, who was also probably drafted. That's a different draft, though, and <laughs> not something that you usually brag about. <laughs> But, indeed, uh, yeah, indeed. So uh, while we're talking about football uh, and to to take things onto a more somber topic, uh, what did you think about uh, the news about Junior Seau? It it uh, it came as quite a surprise, actually. I uh, you know I, I I mean I I guess I wasn't exactly extremely surprised at first because I remember hearing about the whole uh, try, uh, driving off a cliff thing and mm-hmm. you know that whole situation being questionable. Right. And so, um, you know, it, it was a surprise and, you know, this, this city's going to miss him for sure. Um, you know, whenever I, like, I don't know much about the Chargers, but I know Seau's name, you know, yeah, he's, sure. he's that big. Um, but what I've heard is that they're coming out with, uh, that, uh, all the impacts to the head that uh, a football player uh, goes through throughout their career. And he had a very long career. I believe he mm-hmm. like, uh, what, what, what year did the Chargers go to the Super Bowl? Uh, that was ninety four. Yeah, he was on that team, and didn't he retire in two thousand nine? I think is what yes. I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really long career for a football player, especially one at his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard that they're they're talking about how, uh, um, just how many impacts of the head could affect your mental uh, status, and that uh, now they're actually looking into uh, what the league is doing to prevent stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely always trying to make the game safer, but uh, it is kind of an inherently violent game. Um, for the for anybody who doesn't know, who hasn't heard, uh, you know, Junior Seau was uh, was found in his home and he'd uh, committed suicide. Um, and uh, again, with the with those head traumas, with repeated head traumas, there there have been cases of of depression, and uh, you know that's that's really one of the only things that makes sense because uh, I mean, if we Obviously, we don't have insight into to Junior's personal life, but uh, he was very active in the community. You know, always willing to you know stop and say hello. Uh, I ate at his restaurant, you know, once or twice, and you know, anytime he was in the building, he'd be walking around table to table, saying hi, shaking hands, signing autographs, that kind of thing. Um, just always seemed super upbeat, um, really active in the community, really good guy. Um, definitely a family man. He had four kids, um, and. Uh, yeah, like you said, he's going to be missed for sure in San Diego. The man was uh, was absolutely a legend. Um, and it's it's just so strange to see that 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 to see that end in, in suicide. It's just uh, it's it's really beyond comprehension. Um, obviously, uh, having never been, uh, you know, really depressed to to that, I I don't see the logic or the thinking in, in, uh, in one wanting to take their life. Um, there's always other options. <clears throat> oh, for sure. There's always other options. It's, uh, just how, uh, you know, that person feels that those options are available to yeah, them. Yeah, for know? sure. 
I mean, it's kind of like when if you when you go into shock, you know, say you're in an accident, you go into shock, you know, uh, you know, the obvious decision uh, may be to, uh, you know, wait for help, but you know, somebody would just start walking, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, for sure, trying to find help, you know, when they're bleeding out, you know, so, so basically, you know, it, you're, I I suppose your body, you know, once you're in this kind of depression or something, like I don't even like. He didn't give any sign. Like, if you ask people, he didn't give any signs of depression. But I, I would assume that your body can go into this this, this status of shock, where you know you can't make rational mm-hmm. decisions anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know maybe at this point, you know, taking your life, you know, in this this situation you're in, for some reason, sounds like the best idea. Um, which is weird because I, I, from what I've heard, the reason he didn't. Uh, 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 this is this is a complete rumor. It didn't sh- uh go for his head was because he was trying to uh save his brain for research, hmm. or something like that. So I I, I just I find it weird that uh, a how they would know that if you know, yeah or and b uh, yeah that's that's obvious why someone would be that would be in your thought process when you're for committing sure. suicide. Yeah, I'm sure that's just kind of wild speculation. Um, hear a lot of things when yeah. You know, for sure, especially when something is, is, you know, this unexplainable. I mean, the guy played in a, a golf tournament um, in the area just a few days ago with uh, with other NFL players, former NFL players, and they were interviewing uh, Jerry Rice, a uh, former wide receiver in the league. And he said, you know, Junior was just as upbeat as always, uh, calling everybody buddy because he was terrible with names. Uh, and, you know, couldn't remember your name. And, I mean, how could you? I mean, the man's met half of, you know, half to three-quarters of all of San Diego. <laughs> you can't really expect him to remember remember everybody's name. So he just called everybody buddy. Um, but, yeah, with something this unexplained, you're going to have all kinds of wild rumors. And uh, I think something, especially if you're someone who's contemplating something like this, is something to take a, uh, account is – you know, just the effect that you have on other people. Uh, I mean, it is hard footage to watch, but if you've seen the footage of his mother, yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, you, the he was loved. I mean, it wasn't sure. that people. So, I mean, if you're feeling like, you know, you're lacking love, but people do love you, yeah. you know, and there's always different options. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, our our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to to him and his family. Uh, in those, you know, the whole city of San Diego mourning his loss. Um, uh, if you've ever been in that place, if you've ever been kind of been in that dark place, if you've contemplated suicide, I'd encourage you to, you know, to find help, to seek out loved ones around you. If you feel like you can't talk to anybody about it, um, to just uh, to call the the suicide prevention hotline. And uh, the number for that is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's one 800 Two seven three eight two five five. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and just to know that people do love you and that there's help out there. Also, I would recommend uh, going to your local priest. I mean, they're not just there for confession; they are there to help you in so many different ways. And uh, and you know, confession doesn't always just have to be you know, forgive your sins. You know, it's 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 real. Uh, you know, like it's like a spiritual doctor's visit almost. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that sometimes it can be uh, such a big help uh, uh, and, you know, it's a great place to start. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, to just to just come into the church community. Um, you know, you may not know the people that you sit next to in the pews every Sunday, but, 
you know, we are a Catholic community, and Catholic is, is universal. This this church is, is worldwide, but it can really be a family, uh, a home community for you. Uh, so if you just, you know, you can start with the priest and, and just know that that relationship, that, you know, these men of God have become priests because they want to uh, love the people around them, that they want to, to be there for them and bring them closer to Christ. And that really is... Uh, you know, if you've, if you've got nowhere else to turn, a, a priest is a fantastic option. Mm-hmm. And especially if uh, your situation is you're looking for love, you'll definitely find it there. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on a little bit, Nick, it's difficult to transition from, from a topic as, as heavy as this. But uh, in summary of all the things we've talked about today, um, there are resources out there to help you live a Catholic life, to help you uh, connect with people, to help you just be more Catholic. Uh, and... Uh, want to talk about some of the resources that we used for our topics today. Uh, and the big one that I, I use and I, I visit daily is lifeteen.com. Uh, they have a blog up there that has fantastic articles that are relevant to adults, teens, uh, really everybody, uh, just talking about how we can be closer to Christ and in ways in which um, we can pray better, uh, reactions to things that are going on in the news that help the church, or that affect the church, and uh, just kind of what's going on in the world. Uh, Adam, what's your favorite resource that you liked for uh, for Catholicism? Oh, that would have to be Catholic.com. That's that's literally, uh, when I want to uh, debate with someone, I will sit there with my computer, with my, my Bible and my laptop open to Catholic.com. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. Um, and... Also, Catholic.com, for anybody who doesn't know, is the website of Catholic Answers. Uh, if you visit their uh, their shop section, there you're going to find all the resources you could ever need to be able to defend the Catholic faith. And really being able to defend the faith is, is extremely important. You've got to know your faith, because if you know your faith, then you're going to grow deeper in your faith. And, and really, the Catholic Church has an answer for every single question. Uh, and the people who say that the Catholic Church is full of bigotry, are people who have run into Catholics who can't defend their faith and who just kind of blindly believe what they're told to believe by the Church and, and don't have an explanation for it. So really, uh, being able to defend your faith makes you uh, a better Catholic and actually can make the world a better place because you're not going to have uh, those people who have only run into ignorant Catholics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not only called to, you know, to worship, but we're called to be informed as well. And, uh, you know, uh, like the saying goes on uh, Catholic radio all the time, uh, if you're baptized, you're a missionary. So mm-hmm. we need to uh, you know, prepare ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Which goes back into what we were you know, talking earlier about, uh, you know, things changing and how we, we can't just sit idle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You're, uh, when you're baptized, you're baptized priest, prophet, and king. Uh, we're all members of uh, a priesthood of Christ um, that we're, we're called to, to go out and to share the faith. And then at your confirmation, you're sealed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've got confirmation coming up here in a couple of weeks, and uh, it's you know it's fantastic to just to see the change in the lives of the teens uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, and uh, you see that the, the fire grow inside of them, and they become more confident in their faith to go out and share it. <clears throat> oh yeah, I also love uh, uh, one of the, one of the uh, things I definitely remember from my confirmation was the. Uh, the oils, I remember they smelled like vapor rub. And, uh, <laughs> well, be go. sealed with the holy vapor rub. Here's a, <laughs> here's a question for you. Did the bishop slap you when you were confirmed? I, I ducked. But, I ducked. No, no, I didn't get slapped. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, in thinking back, I should have picked a, uh, a good saint name. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't do, I ended up not getting uh, a saint name. Uh 
because I I figured Adam was uh, biblical enough. There you go. Uh, I wasn't well informed that you know. I probably I probably would have picked something stupid though, like Saint <laughs> Dismas. I love it. Uh, that's my favorite saint. But you know, if you throw that in my name, it just sounds weird. Adam, Adam Dismas Siegel. Yeah. Is it? Like wait, it. does it? Uh, what? Adam Dismas Joseph or Adam Joseph Dismas? Oh, Adam Joseph Dismas <laughs> Siegel. I like it. Why don't we just go with it? Okay. All right. From now on. That's my name. I'm going to introduce you on the podcast next week as uh, Adam Joseph Dismas Siegel. All right. I can't wait. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those of you who may want to come out and and witness the sacrament and see the the bishop come, uh, uh, our our new bishop, uh, Bishop uh, Cirillo, is coming to... uh, to handle confirmation for us this year. Uh, but that's uh, May 27th at the 11 o'clock Mass, uh, and I hope to see uh, the pews just packed that week. It'd be great. Uh, a great witness to the bishop that this community is thriving. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, that's all the time we have for today. Um, I want to thank uh, Adam, as always, for being here. I want to thank our engineer, mm-hmm. Kyle Froland, and our in-studio guest today, Diana Rossio. One thing we're adding this week is is prayer requests. So if you have anything that you'd like us to uh, to pray for, um, then you can just send your prayer request to uh, stgabriellogos at gmail.com, uh, and uh, we will take those prayer requests, and, and we may uh, uh, even offer up our, our next episode to, uh, to your prayer request. So uh, we'd be happy to pray for you. Um, we'll take those prayer requests before the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. Um, again, thank you uh, to you. We want to get this uh, podcast out there, so if you like what you heard, Tell your friends, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, and God bless.